Welcome to the bite number six. Uh, what are we talking about today, Alex? Today we're following up from the previous episode in which we spoke a lot about app development um, and learning to code. And in this one, we're going to talk about the kind of business side of things. I think it's going to be a kind of two-part two-part show. We've got actually getting into the industry and maybe we'll look at some of the monetization. Maybe we'll save that for another day. Okay, cool. So, should we kind of give a bit of a brief about how we got into the industry? Um, well, are we talking about specifically about Airbyte now? Sort of how Airbyte uh, started and more advice, I'd say. Okay, but um, but that fits in. Okay, yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I guess myself and Ross uh, have backgrounds of development, so our f- foot in the door was basically development. Yeah, um, I think we both kind of did. Uh, little side projects maybe some for my I, I did personally like a couple of websites for kind of money but it was never really a business there it wasn't like an agency or anything like that it was just every like once every two years you'd build a website for someone maybe a friend of a family yeah sort of that sort of deal yeah and yeah we kind of as we were doing kind of hobby stuff throughout university we um i guess the app that we made which was uh uni app university app for students uh, got recognised by a couple of guys from the business school, uh, and one of them wanted an app, and that was our first con- consultancy project, I think. Uh, yeah, and well, at the same time, there was the whole like doing a local business app. Oh yeah, which we should probably talk about first. What, what was that one? The calculator, like the VAT oh, calculator. Yeah. I think that was before. That was for a university as well, though. Okay. Um, that was a, a connection I had through kickboxing, actually. Societies. There you go. Top ne- network. Tip, <laughs> tip number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our first project was creating a VAT cali- uh, calculator for an accounting firm. Um, it was pretty basic. And it was Android and iOS, which was pretty good. Yeah. Going as, as my strengths were in Android and Ross's were in iOS, so it was, it was great to start. I think we built a backend as well. No, there was no back. Oh, there was a lightweight oh. kind of web, yeah. in like JSON file that sits sat somewhere. Oh yeah, it wasn't even. So you uh, you kind of got your foot in the industry then through the real life projects, which we spoke about in a previous previous episode. Yeah, it was kind of having that confidence and not not portfolio because it wasn't like a huge amount of products. But as Steve said, like we built that one project and it kind of gave us the confidence and gave us like a talking point with people. Um, and then from that, there was lots of opportunities that kind of arose. From from that mm. so tip number one would definitely be like you know just build something it doesn't have to be a world changing app or uh, website just build something to show off that you, you've got the skills that you need and, uh, yeah and the, and the first project was um, well as it was our first project we really had no sort of concept of how you scope up the project and I can't remember how we did it to be honest but it, it was kind of uh, they had their requirements we learned a bit of requirement kind of setting in our in our course um so we kind of used that set out requirements um did some initial designs for it i think they had some designs and thoughts about it and then we just built it yeah it was kind of a uh we winged it <laughs> quite yeah <laughs> it was like one of those projects where i mean looking back now i can't even remember how much it was worth but it was very underpaid kind of compared to nowadays but it was it was like rightly so rightly so yeah we were kind of entry level yep. um but we did have to kind of portray ourselves as a bit more than that and i think we 
we kind of did well like out of that project yeah and, uh, and they appreciated it they liked the app they used it quite often yeah it was really good like we, we just put all our effort into it yeah um, so yeah that was our first kind of major I say well not major but kind of minor client project mm-hmm. after the first kind of paid work um, ka-ching and then which is good so your first your first real job was paid for which is great because you know there's that, that thing about working for free but then mm. then obviously you, you've worked as you mentioned last time many many hours with no with no kind of pay there yeah and that that's kind of put you in a position to to be able to demand yeah i think worth noting actually we worked for free after this point that is worth knowing do you you want to talk a bit about that then yeah so after we did kind of a couple of projects throughout university um we started kind of getting into the local scene i guess like going to events stuff like that networking um and then from there we essentially started hooking up with local uh, digital agencies and other people that were in the same space. Uh, from that, we kind of, yeah, we were offered like an opportunity to work, yeah, work for free as an, in terms of an internship. Uh, but the kind of exposure to projects and stuff that we got out of that made it a no brainer in terms of going forward. Um, yeah, so we did that, spent like a summer between years two and three at university learned like more than the entire of my university course during that summer so what kind of projects were you working on so at first it was kind of internal internal projects that they had going on so they needed help out help with uh we did that helped kind of get one of those to launch then it was kind of that typical agency where they had too much work on so they they realized that we were actually like quite capable i guess because we had done projects before and stuff like that so then we started actually engaging in those external client projects um yeah, they're quite. Um, yeah, it was a really good throw into the deep end of of client work as well, because um, I guess when we were doing our initial client work and consulting, it was on our on our terms. Um, there was no real set deadline. We kind of said when it'd be finished by. But this is kind of a the digital agency style of client work where you've got a fixed deadline. It's not movable, and uh, just have to get it done. Yeah, pressure was on. I remember it was it was like a super intense like yeah. summer job. It was every day, you'd be like sweating your balls off to get the work done. Yeah, and yeah, I think um, we mentioned on our previous podcast about toilet rage, and this was the first time <laughs> I experienced toilet rage. Yeah, yeah, it's that external pressure of like a client bearing down. Even though we'd had that pressure before, it was like completely different levels. Yeah, because you're kind of bottom of the food chain, maybe at that at that company. Yeah, you, you yeah. really feel that pressure. Yeah. So you you guys are working there together. That's on, right. On the same project. Uh, I was doing the Android, um, some updates on Android. I think Ross is doing the iOS. That's right. Yeah. Um, we did work on yeah. the internal projects together, though. Yeah. So yeah, we got a kind of a sense of how we work together. Yeah. That's cool. So, and they knew you. They knew you were able to deal with it because of all your kind of previous previous work. Uh. That ends a bit of like, I guess we we found kind of coping mechanisms as well, like making sure that we never overpromised and stuff like that. I yeah. think from early on we've been quite knowledgeable in that regard and quite safe in that regard. Mm. Yeah, and, and we got a, I got a lot of help uh, from one of the guys working there. He was great, Ian Ian Fields. Shout out! <laughs> um, but he was fantastic. He kind of acted my mentor in development. And uh, I learned so much from him and be able to cope as well. Just having that almost like a teddy bear to 
know how to deal with the situations and uh, deal with bosses and clients and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the men- yeah the kind of environment. Um, yeah, if you do do an internship, it's all about that environment and those people that you're going to learn from during that time. So yeah, that has to be like critical. And like we had quite an opportunity, quite a few times where we like went into the office before the internship even started, so like to get to know the team and make sure. Like you should definitely always consider that like a two-way thing. It's not just you're working for free and you should like suck it all up. You should actually make sure that you're getting the value out of that because you're not being paid. You know, yeah, you, you yeah. need to make sure you get that value back. So a lot of the times, people people do internships as their kind of like first step into industry. You guys got got that internship from kind of just networking around around the area i got this sort of educational placement yeah through kind of doing a similar thing Mm. what other tips would you say for kind of getting internships i know you're speaking to people ross who who are also looking for kind of things trying to help them out what tips have you got yeah it's just it's just getting out there getting in front of as many people as possible uh building stuff as well like opportunities will arise from that even if it's you know totally unexpected i think one of i think the the guy that took us on for the internship he messaged me on twitter after i posted out about uniapp so it was like a random kind of link and he had heard about us for like a year Mm. because of what we were doing with uniapp like he heard it on campus and stuff like that um so yeah if you're like on a university kind of campus and stuff like that uh definitely reach out to the nearby companies because they will be interested to know what you're up to and it's all about like that long-term relationship. It's not like I was talking to him f- for uh, at least like six months prior to even talking about the internship, just to talk about like what we're, what we're up to, mm. what everyone was doing. And it's it gives you good insights to the industry and you'll build up a relationship that will probably become useful at some point. Yeah. I just like keenness. you just got to show that you're keen in, in learning and the company that you're going to work for. Um, and, and yeah, like you say, portfolio. Build, start building stuff. Nice. And doing stuff in your own time. I think that's a big plus for me. So you are you kind of keen on kind of getting those those sorts of internships that aren't publicly available? You see what I mean? So kind of like bespoke. Yeah, it's it's about it's again comes about yeah, comes down to that value thing. Like, do, if we feel that we can provide them value, and they feel we can provide them, yeah, and vice versa. Like it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think the only way you really know that is not in like a five-minute or 15-minute interview. It's like a couple of conversations. It's going for lunch together. Mm-hmm. I think, we, you know, that's what we did with you. We wanted to know kind of what, what you were really like in terms of, you know, your spirit and what you'd be bringing to the team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as employees now, for any people like w- looking to, for the best tips of actually kind of getting it from an employer's side, mm. how, do you, how do you see that in terms of if someone was out there and they wanted to kind of get an internship. Uh, Come on, do you want to go? Yeah, I, I feel like um, a lot of companies place like an ad out there, and they expect someone to just fit that like a glove. Um, but uh, especially as a startup and such a small team, uh, just got to be dynamic about what what the placement student would want as well, and what their strengths are and play to them and kind of adapt your role to suit them because they'll be more beneficial, they'll be happier. I think you would work a lot better. Um, it's very hard to find someone who fits your exact role, even yeah. when even when hiring a full-time role. Just gotta yeah, absolutely. Even more so like university level, it's all about the raw kind mm. of talent, the raw uh, 
attributes and like if you can capture that and you know kind of you know pretty much straight away whether that's got a good fit or not you know if they if they've got the same kind of thought patterns or s- same ambitions as you the rest you know you can work on skill level it doesn't you know they don't have to be the most skilled um i think tips it would be just reach out no one is like unreachable you should definitely like try and con- connect to them on linkedin twitter whatever medium they're using you know probably not facebook whatsapp because that's a bit too personal um but definitely yeah try and be uh a bit clever in, ha- in your approach yeah. don't just send a generic like hire looking for a replacement you know talk to them about the work they're doing show that you've, you've sure. done a lot of research in there uh in what their company's doing or what they've been up to previously. Yeah, and be keen, but not not too keen. <laughs> not I don't know. Well, I don't know what the balance is, but uh, yeah, just show that you're you're there and available to speak whenever. Emails every day. You don't want to be receiving. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, ju- just show you're keen and and sensitive over that they might be interested in. You know, just just kind of stay in touch. Don't just send one yeah. email and then forget it. I kind of want to fire that question back to you about like how did you find approaching like us in versus like other types of companies yeah it's definitely challenging and i'm kind of quite big on trying to like just reach out on these mediums that wouldn't necessarily get a lot of of that sort of thing so you know emails and that i don't think that's probably the best Mm. things like instagram dms can be interesting avenues to explore yeah especially if you're trying to get to someone just to chat to them about something or even like I follow like Twitter. I've been trying to get into Twitter a bit because I know that it's kind of a great way to keep in the loop with companies you might be interested in, people you might be interested in working for or with. And I think, yeah, that's a good good way to to kind of make those connections. How did you get in touch with us? Uh, it was it. Well, I thought you'd remember, Steve. I'm quite it upset. It was the event. <laughs> we met at an event that we uh, were presenting at. Oh, yeah. Yep, sorry. I remember. Entrepreneurship. Was that the first time you got in contact? Yeah, I just came and spoke to you guys. Yeah. yeah. I remember, don't worry. Thanks, Russ. Yeah. I also remember you sent like a follow-up email. And yeah. this this was a good one because yeah. you found the the hidden nugget in our website, which is like a little code comment that just says like, oh, let us oh, know if yes. you find this. And Alex found it. And that's uh, there you go. a big tick. Yep. <laughs> well done. And yeah, you, you guys mentioned that, that that talk you did that you were kind of hiring yeah and i guess i was going to say that it's it's kind of a challenge for the employers to get that balance between saying oh we want this kind of person that does this and then kind of hoping that someone will reach out Mm. and it'll be a good fit Mm. and it's kind of like getting that happy medium but i'm not sure how you do that as an employer because you you have if you want to recruit you have to kind of put something out yeah yeah i think you i mean you're what you've been doing over the past year has been so varied You've been doing all sorts of stuff. Dynamic. Dynamic. And I think that suits you because... For sure. You're pretty dynamic. Seriously, <laughs> 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 making, in, making out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you kind of play to that, which is which is strong. I d- uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how kind of other people... We, uh, we had, a, I guess, another intern before, and we were kind of trialling the same sort of thing with him. I don't, yeah, I don't know if he received it as well. I'm not sure. I don't know what you're talking about. So well, <laughs> a summer intern. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, received what? Sorry. Kind of received uh, the dynamic kind of style of of us oh, okay. and how, right. how we gave work and how we worked with them. And yeah, I think it comes down to uh, different, you know, different ways of working. Some yeah. people uh, need more guidance as others. Some some are happy to 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 thrive in that dynamic yes. dynamicity. Yeah. 
So for any potential interns listening now, are you guys hiring? When are you guys hiring interns? <laughs> yeah, always, always keen to, to chat to people and uh, know what they're up to. Whether it's like starting this summer or starting next year, it's just, yeah. Nice. Top tip. Yeah. Check out the, uh, the Airbyte source code. Airbyte.uk. <laughs> I need to change that now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? You've got to be creative. Well, I don't want to give it away. So. <laughs> okay, so, so moving on after your guys, some internship, you, yep. you, carry, you did your final year. Yep. Job done. Uh, you do we actually did some um, consulting work in our final year as nice. well. Um, that was for some business students who were wanting to launch uh, a mobile app. Um, yeah, we did some consulting for them. It was a lot more development. It was a lot more than development that we gave them. It was a lot more product advice, and we really enjoyed that. Yep. That was our kind of first taste of giving product advice and mm. knowing how to launch apps. Um, we gave that, you know, free of charge and, and things like that. Not the app itself. We we got paid for the app, but in terms of advice and things like that, is yeah, we kind of gauged the reception and they kind of treated us as, I guess, uh, knowledgeable experts, experts in yeah. the field, yeah. and that was one of the first times that we kind of felt that. Yeah, definitely, and and yeah, also during that time we were still working with the agency uh, that we interned at, doing part time work there. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Yeah, and then graduation came by, yep. and then it was time to get. Yeah, graduate, graduated on the Friday, started the full time on the Monday. Yep, that's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, after kind of working the agency, they gave us job offers straight out of university, which is obviously a big bonus. And for us, it was no brainer. Like at that stage, um, we were pretty much like not going to start a company just now. Uh, we definitely felt that we had a lot more to learn. Yeah. So it's, yeah, knowing kind of when you should be in industry and when you yeah. should be. So, did you have a kind of any other alternatives or did you know that you wanted to go straight for that company that you did the internship at for me there was no alternative it was like this is this is definitely what i want to do right now uh you know it's thriving uh industry uh there's still like the internal project kind of hype of things going on i was yeah 100 percent bought in on it so yeah I, I i seem to remember i had i had some some conflicting ideas steve always does i can't remember now but uh, no, I, I I did jump in and yeah, yeah, thought it was great. I think my role, I think there's my role maybe that was, I didn't qu- know quite sure where I wanted to go. Yeah. In terms of fully development or project management or testing. I think. Interesting. But but yeah, I just jumped in and and the role kind of, I kind of molded into my own sort of role. Yeah, Steve Steve changed jobs about like three times during that job. W- within the same company, but different positions. What positions were they? Out of interest. Uh, so you started as software developer, I think. Yep. Um, <laughs> then Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, I think I did some project management uh, later on, a bit, a little bit, and then started doing testing because um, there was a lot of more focus on getting... Cause we, we had quite a few hiccups throughout development on uh, sort of projects that went wrong or or launches that kind of didn't go so well. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I wanted to do some testing to make sure that our apps were good. So I did some testing and then built up to be a QA lead and a, a little well, small team of testers. <laughs> and I started interviewing. So that gave me kind of interview process uh, experience. That was quite good. So yeah. You um, also did some business development at some yep. point as well. I remember that. Business development, bit of quoting. Um, so I, l- I, can't, I nice. learned quite a lot of 
a lot of stuff. That's about running an agency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dabbled around, which is good. I did the complete opposite and I just stayed doing the same thing the but whole time. But you've progressed to, to be kind of a tech lead. Yeah, it was just kind of, uh, yeah, for me, it was just about like getting as many projects under my belt as possible. Yeah. Um, and I had this thing about like always trying to influence as many kind of users as I could. So like if I was working on the bigger apps, like it was like, oh, that's quite cool. And the bigger services. Yeah. Um, I start, I stopped counting after a while because yeah. it got too too many. But it, from, from a development point of view, you got exposed to a lot of different languages and uh, different strains and, and things like that. Yeah, different sectors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like San Francisco startup to kind of person bootstrapping in uh, Reading. It's, yeah, completely different spectrums, which yeah. obviously does help. Uh, and also like the management side of it, making sure that uh, you're always focusing on keeping within budget, making sure development resource doesn't overrun, etc. So working in that, not a big company, but obviously a, a team yeah. and seeing that kind of business operate in terms of getting into industry for someone, like getting a, that full-time role. Mm. Did you guys pick up any tips there? Did you speak to any kind of people in charge of recruiting? Um, I think for, for that company, it was, it was mainly about being adaptable and just kind of trying to learn as much as possible, which was kind of is our first job out at university. We just had to keep learning. And uh, yeah, it was it was too small of a company really to like, ha yeah, for people to really have dedica dedicated roles yeah. at that time. So yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit the same as us right now. Um, you know, yeah, you just end up being so dynamic that you yeah. just end up, you kind of don't realize, but then when you look back like we are now, like, we're like, oh, I did loads of different stuff. Yeah. And yeah, just trial everything. Don't don't be afraid to ask uh, either your boss or someone above you to try something out. Um, just get exposed to all different areas of business, not just in your group or sector. Like, try everything and speak to everyone. Yeah, and if they don't let you, then probably shouldn't be working there yeah yeah they, they should be enforcing you to learn as much as possible personal growth and all that that's good to hear yeah that's good to hear yeah in terms of larger businesses do you have much familiarity with kind of those processes ross i know that you're as i said mentoring some people looking to get into the you know large companies yeah do you have any ideas on tips for that um yeah, the same very stuff. You know, no, maybe. it's very different. Yeah. So uh, previously, I've like interviewed at like IBM, Barclays, that those type of companies, and they are always looking for. I mean, there are some similarities. They are always looking for the core strengths, comp uh, you know, the competencies. Um, make sure you tick those boxes. But other than that, you, there's nothing. You don't. There's no specific skill, especially at like graduate level. They're, they're not. They're not looking for anything special that sets you apart from the rest whereas like a startup kind of needs that to be you know that's for that startup to survive so i'd kind of say that's that's probably the key difference is you don't have necessarily have to worry too much about being like different or being like unique or having like so much work but the same tips apply like go do extracurricular stuff do extra projects show initiative and that will help you kind of tick their boxes hmm. yeah i mean i've never really gone gone to the big the big companies but uh, kind of, I think it's all about people as well. You get uh, exposed to so many different people in large organisations. Yeah, I think that exposure is really good because you get, you know, the guys who, well, you know, all the different personality types. But it can also be frustrating because there's so many cogs yeah. to kind of whirl. 
swings and roundabouts for sure. Yep. So I think I think we'll wrap it up there. We'll next time I think we'll talk about the kind of uh, business side of tech. I mean that's a whole another yep. whole another ball game. Yep. Um. So yeah. Cheers. Cheers for tuning in. Catch you next time. Cheers.